You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, what's up? This is Frank Zuma from Sum 41, and you're checking out the We Podcast and the things we know. <laughs> Close. <laughs> so Close. You right? guys have to use that one. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Let's dance. We are joined by a bunch of, well, a couple very special guests for this awesome bonus episode today. We are incredibly honored to have on our show today, Jake Fine, and eventually Max McEwen of Origami Crane. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, thank you as well. Uh, and the third piece of Origami Crane is Noah Wilson. Noah's on assignment, we'll call it. Uh, but we do want to shout out a quick congratulations to Noah for getting recently engaged. Yeah, yeah. That was very recently, he, he came back from Mexico, and then and now he's in Cuba. So he's just, like, globetrotting right now. <laughs> I'm jealous. Uh, hey, Jake, uh, for you, we know that you uh, are currently studying Japanese, and we were very curious as to what your top three favorite anime were. My top three favorite anime. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big anime nerd too, so I'm curious to hear what you got. Sweet. Well, I'd say definitely on the like close to the top of the list is uh, Samurai Champloo. Oh, love that show. Which is which is awesome. Um, because, especially with the obviously being a musician, what yeah. happens basically in the show can make or break it for me. And um. The director of that show is, I, I believe, the same director as uh, Cowboy Bebop, and he just really emphasizes the music changing how the show flows. Yeah. So I really like that show. Um, Cowboy really Bebop, like, another great anime also. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Hunter x Hunter. Well, I, in, in Japan, it's just called Hanta Hanta. Um, yeah. doesn't really have the X, but um, that's, that's a really good show because... It takes, it kind of takes the classic shonen formula and turns it on its head and makes it a little more gritty. And for an adult, I feel like you're more invested than you're able to be with like, um, you're, you're more invested and you're having a little bit more fun than, you know, a popular show like Naruto. Yeah. So it's a little more. A little more gritty than that, which I really dig. Yeah, um, I definitely agree because Shippuden was I. I definitely enjoyed way better than just Naruto, but I did. Ha- I had yeah. I had heard good things of Hunter X. I just I'll write that on the list, and I got to watch that one next. Yep, and uh, so yeah, I mean, the fact that you're you're allowed to be an adult watching it, you don't have to like suspend your imagination and feel like a prepubescent teen when you're watching yeah. it. So. <laughs> yeah. um, that's awesome. And then I'm trying to think about like. You know, number number three. I've got uh, my my anime list pulled up right here, so I'm like scrolling through it. It's literally got a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got at least a hundred, but that's just like a, almost a preliminary. Like, okay, what are shows that I've watched? But I I haven't been religious about like submitting the shows and rating them. But uh, maybe like Trigon, Roni Kenshin, Gungrave. No, see, see, like I. I I can kind of read you like really quickly the top of the list. Right. Is, um, so I've got Samurai Champloo movie-wise. I've got Yosoku uh, 5 Centimeter. Um, I've got Full Alchemist, Alchemist Brotherhood. I've got Steins Gate. I've got Hunter Hunter. I've got Shingeki no Kyojin slash Attack on Titan. Yeah, um, nice. And um, I've got Made in Abyss. It's actually, it's got a 9 out of 10 for me. Um, Damn. Made in Abyss is... is really interesting like absolutely stunning artwork like within the first 10 minutes you're pulled in but the only abnormal thing is that the main characters are kind of drawn as uh, i don't know if you're familiar with what like chibi characters are mm-hmm. yeah yeah so like you know they're like you just gotta, gotta get like, used to it yeah you just there's yeah you gotta get used to it in order to like get reinvested in the characters um let's see also really love 91 days is the name of this one anime it's got that same like prohibition style um as like other as other animes such as like bakano okay um so 
Well, now you've got like a big list of all. <laughs> and now I got to write a couple down here. So um, the- a lot of the classics don't tend to get on my list, and it's mostly because I'm. Uh, though I am a nerd, I'm like super spoiled when it comes to wanting to watch things in sixteen nine ratio. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I can watch it in fourth. Like I have the ability. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but in terms of enjoyment, um, sixteen nine just like takes the cake. So like naturally, things move up my list. Okay. So when they're they're visually pleasing for me. So and when you talk about Attack on Titan, did you hear the newest news that Andy Muschietti, who directed it, the remake of it, is now directing a live action new Attack on Titan film? I actually I did hear that, and as usual, I'm slightly apprehensive, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we recorded our original episode, our normal episode, this morning at like seven thirty. Um, and that was a part of one of our bigger stories. So we spent a good five, 10 minutes talking about that this morning, kind of what we wanted to see out of it myself. I'm an anime person, but maybe not as big as Sam. I'm going to give you my three and I want you just quick, quick opinion on each one of them. Uh, if you've watched it, um, you, you Hakusho. I haven't watched a lot of it, so I, I don't know if I can comment. Yeah. My hero academia. Yeah, that that's a great show. Like like super awesome shonen show. Um, also like when it comes to the variety of of superpowers, I think it's watching it is just super fun. Okay, super. Right. Yeah, I, I had said similar things last week when I I had just started watching it. So and I'm blown away by it. Uh, what about One Punch Man? One Punch Man is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ma- Max is Max is here. By the way, we've got Max back. <laughs> Um, Max likes One Punch Man as well, and One Punch Man is awesome. But I, I will say that it's a it's it is satirical, and it requires yeah. prior knowledge of the genre. Yeah. So I was like, I wouldn't suggest it as your first anime ever. You'd be like, I'd what agree with the that. Fuck is this? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, like it takes like it takes like people who grew up watching Dragon Ball Z, for instance, and it's and it's like we're gonna take that genre yeah. and turn it its head um yeah you a dbz fan you know there's a nostalgia because um i used to uh i used to watch dbz a lot at a friend's house growing up so there's nostalgia but at like in adulthood i've never watched it oh, okay good for you you're, you're a better man than me I'm, I'm still on it i'm the same way i have all this nostalgia i never really thought of it as as like a token but yeah like yeah <laughs> yeah now i'll wear it with pride uh max this one's for you yeah. buddy because i'm on the same same wavelength with you here uh give me your favorite bioshock game in the franchise <laughs> um i mean it's got to be the first one exactly it's, good that man. i I loved all three, and I and I I have some issues with the third one, but for me, like the first one, obviously takes the cake because the story was just like so captivating, and that world was I'd never thought of anything like that before. I'd never played a game like that before, and that first scene where your character you're uh, in not the first scene, but um, when you first go underwater, right. and like Andrew Ryan character starts talking about you know the the man in washington says you know and gives that whole spiel um oh man i just i loved it so much and you come over that rise and you see the city and at the time you know graphically it was it wasn't uh graphically like perfect but it had such its own unique style um that even honestly even to this day like i'll go back and play them sometimes and uh i still i just love it so much yeah i've i've actually gone on record that it's my favorite video game of all time is the original bioshock um from from a story yeah from a story perspective and in 2006 when that game came out uh that it was revolutionary graphically because the xbox 360 was still relatively in its infancy it didn't hit the ps3 till later i believe a year or two later and then when he when andrew ryan and like you said you kind of go up over that and you see the neon lights underwater and it's this is rapture and you're like i'm in for i'm in for some shit today and it's uh, uh, like i'm calling out sick that's (laughs) i actually this is a true story and it's a quick story i bought it uh for my friend um who was um just he would watch me play it, but he was like a 
didn't have a lot of money. So I bought him a copy of it and I bought it from a big box retailer who like puts it in those really hard to open plastic cases. Oh my God. And so I went to, I went to check out and their spider, which is the thing that opens it was broken all over the store. So they gave me the case and said, it's up to you. Like you have to. (laughs) Good luck. So we went back to his cousin's house. I take a screwdriver and a hammer, a flathead screwdriver, and I'm chipping away at the case and to where I missed and split my finger open, trying to get Bioshock out of the case. <laughs> Dedication. So. I, I love how nerdy this has started off. That's that's hilarious. Listen. Yeah, like, that's awesome. <laughs> and, Anything for the game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm, a, I'm a huge gamer, so, uh, I mean, like, Mario is my life outside of this, so I'm a Nintendo fanboy, if you will. Um and a speedrunner, but we'll, we can get to that later towards the end of the nerdy stuff. We do want to learn a little bit about you guys because we're almost 10 minutes into the episode yet. And we want you to tell us about yourselves and our audience about yourselves, but not about the music. Let's get to know you guys as people. Cool. Um, well, man, where do I start? Uh, I guess I could just start with the, the wow factors. Um, I grew up homeschooled and uh, going to nudist ranch on the weekends, so I'm a bit of an oddball. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's well, different. We, I don't think I've ever heard that in my life. We have nothing. We had no answer to that. <laughs> and I just like to put that out front. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Get it right out yeah. in the open. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's true. I think uh, of the three of us, we're all pretty, pretty, you know, pretty out there. But um, I definitely take a lot of pride in probably being the uh, the loopiest one. Certainly the most, maybe the most eccentric. Um, but man, otherwise Wait, you're, you're from the, the, all the other bandmates, this, uh, except for me are from Colorado. Yeah. Grew up in, uh, Denver, Denver, Colorado. Um, that was the, the further I move away, or like the longer I spend away from it, the more I just realized how incredible the area I grew up in truly is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know of, uh, Red Rocks Amphitheater, but, oh, I know um, it. Yeah, yeah. I grew up on the other side of the hill from that, basically. Oh, wow. wow. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So every, every time I go back to visit, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I lived in this, like, magical, magical place where, like, you know, after school, I could just go up on a mountain. <laughs> and, like, um, such a such really cool memories there for sure. And uh, definitely – definitely love to to visit um i'm actually going to denver in february any places i should check out besides the amphitheater um colorado is huge (laughs) yes the thing is i i don't have a lot of hubs in the city okay um for me like denver as a city wasn't really like where i would focus my energy um for me it was always about going into the mountains whether it's you know, if you're in the Red Rocks area, um, Morrison is an awesome little town. Um, Lookout Mountain is a fun, is a spot that you can get to okay. really quickly, easily, either by car or by hiking. And, you know, if you end up going further into the mountains. Oh, we, um, we, ha- we have a mountain house, so, like, we're, like, in completely up the mountain. So I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well... It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty cold. I don't know like how much uh, hiking you're gonna want to do, but like even if you want to drive way up into the mountains, uh, you can you can drive to the top of Pikes Peak, and um, you know there's at least one other 14er that you can drive to the top Mount, of Mount Evans. Mount Evans. Okay. Yeah, and it's uh, I don't know. It's just it's just gorgeous. You can spend a whole day just you know. Well, I, I know I'm going dog sledding. That's like one of the one of the things I'm definitely going to do. It looks so fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I've never done that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. We're we're here, and I'll tell you a little bit about Sam and his tolerance of cold and hell he'll do in Denver. We're in Philly. Uh, we're in Philadelphia. It's seventy degrees out, and Sam has a blanket on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but I'm a hunter. I'm used to being in the cold. I'll just you know layers. I I, I know the deal. Yeah, Noah is kind of similarly. There is there is um there is there is four four of us kind of sharing um like renting a house in Denver for a year and Noah Noah came over to that house for a week and stayed in the basement and that basement he had two blankets on and a space heater we would walk in there like <laughs> oh my god how can you tolerate this what is happening that's <laughs> awesome. crazy he likes it warm <laughs> I'm a polar bear myself my heat's not on ever 
My windows are usually open, and in the summer, my air is down to 66. It could be cold. I'll just wear a blanket like a cape. That's not a problem. <laughs> Makes feel, yeah. feel good. I don't have any problems. So I just make do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then uh, um, I'm, I'm Jake. I'm from Connecticut originally. Um, uh, I spend a lot of time in existential crisis. <laughs> Me too, brother. Part yeah, like my, 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 my life is like a constant wave of, of existential woe and and crisis and questioning um but, and, but you know i'm i'm like semi-sane yeah with with a <laughs> with like a dash of dread right Just like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. um i grew up i grew up as like a um i guess you'd say like a modern orthodox religious jew um so my family kept kosher we kept the sabbath um Kept all of the holidays, lots of singing, lots, yeah, lots of holidays, lots of synagogue. Um, kind of stopped going to religious school when I was 15 and went to public school. Um, and yeah, and I, I break down my days a lot into like these, I know there's specific terms to call this type of uh, strategy of getting things done, but I like break my, my days into these tasks because I have all these like things and skills that I want to get done daily I'm kind of neurotic about so for example like fitness speaking Japanese what like or watching anime practicing piano practicing guitar practicing singing doing social media like those are all on my list of daily things that I want to do and I, I break them down into like specific tasks um that i kind of go into i i hyper focus on each task and then move on to the next one after taking a small break um that's kind of how i live my life currently i also live my life broke currently but <laughs> as uh, as billy joe armstrong of green day would say neurotic to the bone no doubt about it yeah exactly <laughs> um and, and that i am at least i have my moments um yeah, I, I, I tend to, like, spend a lot of my time in the futile pursuit of, like, some sort of ideal self. Like, I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, I need to have fitness be a huge part of my lifestyle. I need to speak another language. I need to, and that's part of my, my neurosis, if you will. And yeah. so I go, out, like, every day trying to work towards that futile goal, though I, I, I obviously never achieve it or else I would just stop, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um now, could could you tell us like like your? Do you remember the first show you guys performed as Origami Crane? Yeah. So, well, this you know, it's it's it's. I think it's it's prudent to mention that like we we all met in college and we basically had a version of this band that we erased from history. Um, so, like the unofficial start of Origami Crane was when we were like all eighteen. Okay. Then the official the official start of this exact band was a year and a half ago yeah so like, what, what was your original sound confused confused yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh just imagine like five kids going to music school who all want to express all of their musical ideas at the exact same time okay. um when we, I think we we have old tracks like you know in our computers. Whenever I go back and listen, I swear it just, it's it's not it's not bad music, but it is so busy. It sounds yeah. like everybody is trying to take a solo at once, and man, it's just it's hard to listen to. Like it was one thing playing it, um, it was a blast, but like going back and listening to it, I see why, I see why it never really got off the ground. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So, you know, obviously, first first show for that, which is when we all started playing together in general, was, uh, yeah, was, wow, what was, what was it? Sure. It might have been the Middle East upstairs yeah. in, in, in Boston. Um, but then uh, this, this exact band, Origami Crane, as it is currently branded and exists as a musical entity, um, was uh, a year and a half ago must have been in denver was it the walnut room yeah yeah the, the walnut room on uh, on walnut street makes sense <laughs> yeah um uh, prob most likely it's it's hard to remember because at the time we were all playing in each other's like solo projects yes like, <laughs> yeah. we would like 
we'd we'd have two openers, but the openers would also be us. So we'd be like, <laughs> opener number one is uh, Noah Wilson featuring X, Y, and Z, and then opener number two is Jake Fine and with all the same members. <laughs> And then we'd awesome. walk off for five minutes and walk back on and be like, and now Oregon, Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do, we do love the name. What's the origin behind it? It's it. We, you know, we give a different story every time and we, we still will. <laughs> I love it. What's the new um, one? Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we, uh, we all traveled to Hawaii together actually. Mm. And there was someone we were, um, someone we became friends with in a short time at a hostel there. Um, and he, he actually didn't speak a lot of English, mostly, mostly Japanese. And, um, but he was very excited about the, like the, the origami he was showing us. And he made like many cranes and showed us we had a really good time. And that was right at the time we were deciding to create a band together. Um, so it's just like serendipitous. Right. A thousand cranes equals peace. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and, you know, we really like we really like the image. Max always says that uh, when when we say our band's name, people people have an image in their mind pretty immediately. Um, so I, I think that's really nice. It makes it like a potent brand. So mm-hmm. nailed it. Yeah, nailed that's it. Awesome. Now, Bom. how did you land on that clean as a whistle indie pop sound? <laughs> Talk about like neurosis in a in a way um well i think part of the deal would be that like max said originally together we were all experimenting musically but that is not the case for this band yeah this is very deliberate yeah yeah we we really like fashioned this brand this band like i'm gonna keep on using those terms interchangeably but um (laughs) Yeah, your sound I haven't heard before. Like I, I found my shoulders moving it, and I don't dance, so that's that says something in in, in itself. <laughs> Man, yeah. we, we definitely appreciate that. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we we kind of sat down and talked about what we wanted the sounds like. Um, and of course, it, it wasn't like so deliberate to the sense that it was, it was like calculated because it's it's music; it can't be. But um, but we did know that we wanted to like have popular appeal but we didn't want to flatten out our sounds completely to just like the pop formula. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a compromise of like soul that goes into it, but also certain things that, and Max can definitely attest to this, that like me personally, I'm, I, I get really anal about certain parts of the writing process. For example, if like the first line and, um, of the first verse compared to the first line of the second verse has to have exactly the same amount of syllables, like exactly the same amount of syllables to the point that we like, I kind of make everyone count them out to make sure we have exactly the right amount. And likewise, like the second line of the first verse and the second line of the second verse has to have exactly the same amount of syllables. So that, so that, I mean, in my mind, so that there's something like, while if you're, you can make the rhythm of that first line interesting but the point is that you're going to end up coming back around and using that same exact rhythm. So there's an element of comfort within the interest for the listener. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the idea musically of when you return home, so to speak, like uh, you see it a lot in like classical music um, where you'll have like the initial phrase or melody and then, you know, it'll, it'll go on into several other sections. And when it finally comes back around, it really feels like you're grounded again. Um, and, uh, you know, the same is true on a, on a smaller scale when you're writing indie pop or pop or whatever, whatever genre. Um, if you know, you, I mean, you obviously really see it the most in pop music where, they repeat, you know, whatever the name of the song is. Typically, they probably repeat it so many times in the song that one, you know exactly what to search for, and two, you're probably singing it by the end. Um, and that's something we strive for too. Is by the end of the song, we want people to be able to participate because, like, you know, it's supposed to be fun. Um, we want people to dance, uh, you know, and I feel like a big, a big. 
something that's very important to that is that repetition. Yeah. yeah. When you talk syllabically, like I, I understand because um, even, you know, for me, it's like when I write a song, I was very kind of similar where it might not have been line to line, but for me, syllables are kind of a safety net. And it's my personal comfort zone and my personal safety net when I was writing songs is if I've never heard your song before, if I just showed up at the show and heard your song, if you kind of take that approach that you guys do by halfway through the song, you can almost predict what comes next, which makes you able to get into that groove, which makes you almost able to sing along without ever having to hear it before. So I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. In that sense, it's kind of the opposite of like, of, of, you know, like, let's say like jazz improvisation, mm-hmm. which is all about spontaneity. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, in a sense, our, our entire set of music, each moment is planned out. So, but like I said, it's not, it, it doesn't feel calculated to us. There's a lot of passion in that. Right. Um, and, and also, uh, I, you know, I guess the last thing I'd say about having like a clean indie pop sound is that it, at, at this stage in our lives, we haven't been afraid to throw away the things that we think don't meet our standards. So, you know, when we first started the band, we we had two demos um, and like we mixed and mastered them ourselves. We recorded them in a basement and like we tried to get them up to quality. We even made a music video in Colorado. Mm. Um, But I even we even went through the whole process of recording an entire like music video ourselves, which we then proceeded to just completely trash. and then as we were recording these singles, we ended up taking down those two demos from like Spotify and streaming platforms because we, we know when something doesn't meet our exact standards. And from this point onward, we have like we have a vision of what we want to achieve. And so I, I think part of it is not being afraid to say, no, that sound doesn't work. Let's try out a different sound, a different synth. Let's toss that idea. Let's toss that guitar part and put a piano part instead. Um, you know, because we're living in a world now more than ever that attention spans, man. It's like it, I remember, like when I was in high school. You know, people were like, "The atten- average attention span before you like move on to the next thing is seven seconds." I think nowadays, it's, man, it's like three seconds. Yeah. It's like insane. And if you don't put your best foot forward people will just walk away and they don't care, you know? And yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of that too. I do it all the time on Netflix, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, definitely. nah, I don't like this preview. I'm, you know? I'm very guilty of always saying that the Moody Blues would never survive in this musical climate with the, yeah. with the attention. Yeah. Two, two minute intros, every song. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. holy yeah, smokes. So very true. Like, um, getting, getting to the part that is catchy as soon as we can. Um, within certain compromise is like definitely important to us. So yeah. Well, you just actually touched on those singles. So let's get into those. You just released your third single in the last couple months. So let's talk about those tunes. Cause they are freaking killer. Uh, you would release turnaround and then like a flame and most recently square one. Congratulations first and foremost. And we are really looking forward to more. Thanks guys. Thank yeah. Uh, were they, process, man. <laughs> yeah. Were they, were they all recorded at once or were they separate? We recorded all the audio for them at one time in uh, this amazing studio in Times Square called Quad NYC, um, where there are like these, uh, let's see, like you you walk in, it's actually generally most, it's like mostly hip hop artists nowadays, but I mean, you walk in, there's like a plaque for like Coldplay recording Viva La Vida there, John Mayer recording parts of Continuum there. Beyonce recording part of Lemonade there, like Biggie recorded there, Tupac recorded. I mean, you're walking in just like, I shouldn't be here. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but we were also struck with just how how much we also felt at home. You know, we had a 12 hour session, and man, we could have stayed there for days. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then all of the electronic sounds. Hearing those three songs are like crafted over a few months. We choose an initial one, but then um, often we sit down and just kind of like keep changing what types of sounds we're using for those synths to try to get something that works. Yeah. 
um, for us. And like even like a flame, there's this like secondary guitar line on the top of the choruses. Like it goes like bum ba da bum 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 ba da ba da bum 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 bum. That was added the day before we sent it to the mix engineer in oh, wow. in the bathroom of our apartment. So. <laughs> <laughs> That that happened as well. <laughs> That's you awesome. Can we expect an EP from you guys soon? What's up? Can we expect an EP from you guys soon? I'd say I'd say yes. I mean, we have enough material. The the question is strictly about budget at this point, okay. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like if if we're gonna record an EP, we want to make sure we have the money to promote it. So so I mean ideally with within the next i'd say like eight months we'd like to it's purely a question of funding listen if you need 20 bucks (laughs) i got you you. (laughs) yeah because like yeah these um these releases because because we decided to go with like the best recording studio we could find the best engineer we could find the best mastering engineer we could find the best PR firm we could find, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. been financially yeah. heavy. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like this, uh, up and down a hill, you know, you spend a lot of time just gathering these funds and then I, it's more like up a hill and off a cliff. Like, <laughs> and then you just make the leap and hopefully, you know, it's the, it's the right leap. Um, yeah. and, uh, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it was this time, but, uh, yeah, it takes it takes a while to to build up all that yeah. capital. Yeah, yeah. I, I would also argue though some of it is strategy because you did choose to release these singles kind of uh, spaced out enough to where you can kind of absorb each one of them, but not at once just in an EP. So there is some strategy behind, it, especially in today's world with streaming, yeah. where it's just you can do one click, listen to one song, and you're on to the next in a playlist. Yeah, you're exactly right, and and we get asked a lot in interviews like. Um, Specifically, though, I'll say, like, is there a full-length album coming out? <laughs> and I always laugh while we're filling out. The, they're usually done, you know, online with, like, a magazine. And I'm always like, what would that do for us right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just, like, $10,000 down. And you get to just do the one release. And, and you get to do the one release. Yeah. I'm like, why not release 10 songs individually <laughs> where we can, like, for example, just as, as an independent band, like, each single we're able to pitch individually to Spotify's playlist curators. You can't even do that with an album unless you have like really good connections. So like even there, it's just one motivation to like cool, cool our guns and keep releasing things one at a time. But, uh, but I mean, yeah, like a several song EP that's, that's definitely like in our, in our minds. So also we've, we've getting some, uh, we already have a couple of remixes of Square One. Um, we're asking, you know, friends and other people in the community to uh, to make some remixes. So who knows? There might be, you know, an EP based around that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely stuff in the works. Yeah. Now, can you tell us a very unique opportunity you just you've just announced with a local direct to vinyl label? Yeah. Yeah. Least least of all, they're called least yeah. of all. Um, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. really clever. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They then they got they got directly like in touch with us via email, I guess. Um, we're psyched for that. I mean, I'm I'm a little a, a little bit nervous. Like live live recording, yeah, yeah. Live <laughs> recording is, is daunting as a modern musician, but uh, but yeah, that's happening December twenty first, and you can you can like go to our social media pages, and um, there's a link up for pre-ordering the vinyl we only make as many as pre-ordered we don't make it after that point so the pre-order is like the essential step um not to not to make you more nervous but i already ordered turnaround so that you'll be doing that for me brother (laughs) Woo! i'm a little nervous (laughs) (laughs) oh god that it's really really neat that uh that those types of things are available but you just kind of mentioned you can get the pre-order link on your social media why don't you go ahead and tell us where to find us where to find you on social media uh yeah sweet so um we were most active on instagram um instagram our handle is at oc underscore band um and then on facebook you can find us at origami crane music 
And then our website is origamicranemusic.com. Um, you know, if you contact us via any of those, we will respond as promptly as possible. We will also have links to those in our episode description. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, CastBox, Spotify, wherever, just go down to the description, one-click link to all their social media and the website and the pre-order link for at least of all, which is still a really cool yeah. freaking play on words yes. there. I was on their web or their Instagram page. I was like, least of Vale, least of Val? What, <laughs> what the hell is going on there? Yeah, um, yeah they're cool. So and I'm, I'm about it. Now, right now, you're kind of based in Brooklyn. Uh, is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Uh, like I Brooklyn. We're, we're in Philadelphia, so not too, too far away. Do you have any plans of branching out of the city, maybe coming to our fair city for a show or anything like that? Yeah, well, <laughs> That's a funny story. Yeah, exactly. I actually, I actually told them about it while, while you were over there. Um, yeah, we 100% did. We just happened to not have a car in this Ugh. exact moment. Yeah, we were literally selling it today. Um <laughs> Yeah, we, we so, talked before. You told us the horror story. Yeah, you don't have to go into the full horror story, yeah. but maybe if you get a new car eventually? Yeah, I mean, sure. basically what we were doing the last few weeks was we were applying to so far sound shows um, just because in terms of expanding to different cities, it's uh, they, they just provide like a really seamless opportunity mm-hmm. to perform in, 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 in many cities and like provide an intimate uh, setting, which is really cool to connect with people. Um but yeah, we absolutely have plans. Like, you know, it's it's kind of the theme this month, but like it purely once again comes down to finances and like what we can what we can pull off right now. This this month is just like it's a month that is challenging all three of us. What if New Sam York. and I drove to Brooklyn and picked you up? Yes. We'll, do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. You got it. Now give uh, us the give us the car as well and like you you got more than a deal. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we talked a lot about the music. We even talked some anime in the beginning, some video games in the beginning. Uh we want to transition because we are a nerdy podcast. Uh we talk about games, movies, music, television, everything under the sun, sometimes even pro wrestling. Uh but we want to talk about outside of anime and Bioshock specifically, what are some T V movie and game recommendations you would have for the listeners? Okay, you you you're like well, Max, you're more on the game like the game route, so I'm not even gonna go there. And I've definitely got a lot of TV. Oh man, game wise, I kind of I kind of just like dig my my claws into like a few games at a time. I usually don't. I'm not one of those people that um, just like serial plays games, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now, you know, I've always been a fan of the Call of Duty franchise, even though everyone says they hate it. You know, they still sell so many, so I don't know yeah. what these people are talking about. But um, I still have a blast with it. You know, I'm playing the latest uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Um, I, I love returning to games like, uh, you know, obviously the Bioshock series as well. I just played through um, Fallout New Vegas again. I, I'm excited for uh, Fallout 76, which is coming out uh think this month it's very soon two weeks i think yep yeah yeah um i know red dead redemption just came out i haven't played it yet but uh, i have a couple of friends who have just fallen off the face of the earth yeah i say just make sure you have many hours of free time we uh <laughs> yeah. i just gave an in-depth I, I just about games is like yeah man you better have a couple weeks off of work or something because those games are so immersive i know when um skyrim came out um we were in college and and kids just stop going to class like oh yeah, <laughs> like people just I, I was like i can't play this game if i if i play this game i will yeah i will fail school so I, I, think, I think a lot of musicians are huge nerds so like it totally like right. you're at music college new game comes out yeah. people just yeah like stop going and, and i i i can also attest to the fact that max is uh a, a beast at mario kart as well yes. i got you though now no, you're I, speaking I, our language I, I got you though i mean uh, I Oh, no, man. <laughs> I am in. I, I am in the top twenty. I'm in the top twenty for Mario Kart Eight speed running. So, uh, I can get up there. Yeah, Greg's an official nerd. <laughs> I am. I am a very big nerd. Uh, however, I was in college when the first Red Dead came out, and forget about it. Uh, definitely missed a couple history courses. I was playing history, so I didn't feel like I had to go to the class. Uh, and then the second one, I just gave like earlier this morning. I just gave an in depth impressions of it. I'm only about. 12 14 hours in just only but i feel like i'm 80 
Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's a lot, a lot, a lot. So uh, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, if you had to pick Sony, Xbox, Nintendo, where are you going? Oh, man. That's hard because usually I just get the system that my brother doesn't have. I live uh, – one of our roommates is uh, my younger brother, and uh, he tends to get the – whatever Sony releases the you know, PlayStation. And uh, so then I'm, I, my thinking is always, well, then I'll get the Xbox so that we both have access to like, you know, pretty much all sure. the games. Yeah. But inevitably what happens is like, we don't trade systems. We don't, you know, it's, and then I end up just being like, man, if I had just gotten a PlayStation also, we could party up. Like, <laughs> um, but I definitely don't have any loyalty to either one. Um, I just kind of, whenever a new system comes out, I kind of just choose one in the spur of the moment. Um, but I can say that I grew up with like PlayStation 2 and PS3, yeah. and that's like, has this lot of nostalgia yeah. around those two systems. I will also congratulate you because we've been talking video games for like five minutes, and the, the word Fortnite has not come up yet. So thank you. Dude, <laughs> I got to be honest, I. Maybe I, I might be the only person, but like, I actually don't like Battle Royale style gameplay we, like, we don't either I, i've never played one minute of the game and we, we'll never we we i've played it a ton i i do not care for it at all i figured you would go there with black ops 4 because uh, it's no, got a that's really actually good... of the three modes they have in there that's i have yet to play wow. you know what i've seen you super drunk playing a, a battle royale style game with our neighbor one time so. that was the only time i played pubg, I played right PUBG one time with a yeah. friend yeah i knew i got you, and, uh, <laughs> you gotta got call him out break my uh, my battle royale cherry I was super drunk. Uh, um but that is the only time I've played. And maybe that's, maybe I just associate, I got so sick that night. So like, <laughs> it's just a negative association now. <laughs> Jake, what do you got for television? Television, you know, one of my favorites that I go to is actually this um, Amazon Prime show called Mad Dogs. That's like um, the only Amazon Prime show I've never heard of. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, no one seems to have heard of it. They, it's a literally like, oh, it's a one season narrative. Yeah. Um, ends after one season um it's about a few like childhood friends who meet up in their 40s to go to belize where one of their friends has like somehow in some mysterious way gotten very rich and has like a massive mansion there and all this like insanity and ethical compromise that goes down so that is awesome one season you can binge watch it in a day um so that's that's pretty sick. I always tell people sci-fi wise to watch The Expanse. I, I've, no heard, I've heard I've heard things, <laughs> but that's what I tell them. Yeah. <laughs> Just be you know, and The Expanse is based off of a book series that's well known. Um, so the the story is just airtight, um, and I I like how all the plots merge. Um, that's awesome, and then. Let's see, Netflix-wise, I'm trying to trying to dig in. Max, is there a show I've mentioned to you on Netflix? I'm trying to like... American Vandal? I've actually never seen American oh. Vandal. That's like a super funny satire, right? Yes, and it's my favorite Netflix show currently going. If, I gotta check it out. If you need to check That's out a new good. anime on Netflix, it's uh, Devilman Crybaby. Cry I just finished oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's a weird one. That, that first scene where like... Oh, my God. It... Apart, you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It, it was it, I, I, I the reason I went to that is I just finished Castlevania and this one was recommended. I was like, let me check this out. The first five minutes, I was like, what the hell did I just start? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god! It was yeah. madness. <laughs> I just remember Jake sat me down. He's like, yo, just watch this scene. <laughs> it, it was it was nuts. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, there's people coming out of other people's body parts. Oh yeah, it, it was crazy. It was almost my pick of the week. I'm intrigued. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I'm super intrigued. Ten, ten episodes, it was just sit down and prepare yourself. That's all I'll say. You're the first person I've met that has finished it. <laughs> oh, I, I, Everyone I, is like, yeah, I got like halfway and then I got really tired, but... <laughs> dude, after the first episode, I was like, well, I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. There's also, I I gotta say, like, scene-wise in that show, there's that, um, there's this scene where this guy is rapping to this Um, girl. He does it in multiple episodes. It's freaking awesome. And, like, you know, I mean, I I study Japanese. I don't understand how it is, like, obviously above my skill level, but, um, even just the translation, like, 
it there's something that struck me about yeah. those words like like they the meanings i want to download the rap just like all the rap songs he did i i, I thought it was freaking awesome yeah, yeah it was really amazing so yeah there we go games so, and tvs sweet so <laughs> we we are kind of limited on time i know you guys said you have a certain amount of time and we have about 10 15 minutes left uh we we do want to hit you with some rapid fire questions. It's a newer segment on our interviews, about the fourth or fifth time we've been doing it. Um, so we're going to ask questions, uh, and then just as quickly as you have the answer, just blurt it out, and we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Sam, I'll take the first one, and then we'll just alternate. Yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. Before we start, what, yeah. yeah, do you think we should alternate as well? Uh, sure, if you if you guys want to, or feel free to both say an answer. That's totally cool. Okay, sweet. Right. You ready? Yeah. If you weren't musicians, you would be a mechanic adventure photographer okay favorite stand-up comedian louis ck honestly yeah i gotta agree okay. <laughs> okay best halloween candy oh uh reese's i was gonna say reese's pieces but i've never gotten that nah, I, like reese's, <laughs> like, I get the peanut butter uh maybe like twix I don't, same I don't know. worst halloween candy worst Man, the circus peanuts. Oh, <laughs> Twizzlers. I don't like Twizzlers. I don't like Swedish fish. Same. Oh, hate them. I love Twizzlers. I love, Twizzlers. I love Twizzlers. Oh, God, they're my favorite. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, um, I guess, maybe more than just a quick rapid fire. Any weird trick-or-treat stories from when you were kids? Mm, it's a great. Yeah, I am. Um, uh, so I was always like the Jewish kid going with the Christian family friends to trick like trick or treating. Um, and there was one time I I was in my costume just pretended to be a statue and like people came over and I scared the shit out of them. It's not super funny, but like I did it. It was done. Yeah. Sam did so. the same thing. Yeah, I was actually a statue with birds and like bird shit on my costume. So I I I know that. Man. Um, That's all. <laughs> uh, best Queen song if you're a fan. Well, for me, it was, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is kind yeah, of Yeah, it's just like, like okay. I, yeah, I want to be generic, but that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Is sure. Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving the best holiday? No. I don't like Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> that was visceral. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, then what is? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> what What is then? Christmas? Like New Year's. I don't like Thanksgiving. What oh. holidays do I like? Man, any holiday I have off from work. Which Done. Thanksgiving you do. Fair. But, uh, fair. That's fair. DX or NWO? What? DX or NWO if you're wrestling fans? I don't know. I don't know any. Mean. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're fair enough. This. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say DX because I like X's. There you go. I want to be so <laughs> NWO. <laughs> the moment you knew you wanted to pursue music. Uh... Like actually, professionally, probably when I was fifteen. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. I don't remember the age, but uh, I guess. Well, I guess I would have been fourteen. I uh, it was a high school talent show, and a friend put together a band, and I drummed for it. And the, that was the first time I played on a stage in front of like a larger audience. What a nice story! And that was the <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that was the moment. You know, it's like felt like a rock star, and I was uh -huh. like, I want to do this. Bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get rid of any fruit or vegetable from the planet Earth. Olive. The olives. Oh, my God, olives. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and by the way, Noah loves them. Yeah. Like, he'll, he'll eat a carton. Poor Noah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what side of the fence do you fall on on pineapple on pizza? We both love yeah. pineapple on pizza. But not ham. I don't like, I don't I don't like, like the Hawaiian ham. pizza. Yeah. This okay, that's fair. No, but we, I, we both, when we, were, when we were in college, we both used to get pineapple and garlic. Hmm. pizza anyways I, I like both so like full clove i'm sold no 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 no, no. <laughs> that's craziness but, but a tasteful amount of garlic. okay okay <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes yes or no yeah sure. yeah sure yeah best saturday morning cartoon growing up spongebob i didn't i didn't watch him no <laughs> no tom and jerry tom and jerry okay but that's... yeah i was saturday morning i was going to synagogue for right. the record so yeah <laughs> So, uh, the, so like there was there was no TV on Saturdays for me, but call it like a Sunday morning okay. cartoons, Tom and Jerry. The best thing about the nineties, oh, Game Boy. Yeah, oh, 
and yeah, Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so or I well maybe it wasn't even maybe it was two thousand, but I was gonna say like ha- like having an iPod video. Mm. Yeah, that's the that's two thousand four, two thousand three ish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you, you know, Game Boy then. I'm I'm thirty. I'm still a fan of Pokemon, so I'm with you. <laughs> I love it. I would say Pogs and starter jackets. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're with it. Uh, something you secretly enjoy and don't tell many people for whatever reason. That was hard. God. No, because we probably both just thought of something we like still can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, usually it's it's like usually it's anime for me. So like, I feel like I'm coming out of the anime closet. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. It's fair. It's fair. I'm pretty open about my video game playing, but it's usually not the first thing that comes up that's, in conversation. Yeah. Um, I think, and I'd have to think about that one. I think that's fair. I think your answers are acceptable. We'll move on. <laughs> are, are you a truth or a dare person? Dare, dare. Yeah, yeah. I think dare. If there are cute girls in the room, definitely dare. <laughs> <laughs> and our last one is Harry Potter. Any good? Yes, of course. Does anyone ever say no? Yeah, I do. No, and that's just oh, Greg. No. That, that's I just read, Greg. I read all the books, all the movies. That's Greg. Times. Greg Hall, 215518. <laughs> yeah, you can write us all the anger letters you want. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure to do the rapid fire with you. Yeah, yeah, that was Thank fun. you guys. That was super fun. Absolutely. Um, so again, just a quick reminder, all the social media plugs and also uh, all the links to pre-order from um, for the for the new studio record will be, uh, studio session, I should say, will be in our episode description on iTunes, CastBox, wherever you're listening to this. Go down the uh, link to the description and click it. You can go ahead and pre-order any of the records. Uh, you can go ahead and pre-order, I'm sorry, not pre-order, follow on social media, any of those things. But gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to be with us today. If you could hang on the line for just one second, uh, that would be appreciated. But thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thank, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. And we will see you this weekend for episode 115. Now it's time to watch some more anime. network has a brand new patreon that's right we're asking for your help and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month don't fret all your favorite shows will still be available for free as always but you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our patreon to sign for the eso network patreon's easy all you have to do is go to esopodcast.com and click on the link with your support of the eso network it's you who will reap the rewards This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.